My mother believed and my father believed that if I wanted to be president of the United States, I could be, I could be vice president. This is America. Former Vice President Joe Biden has been elected president of the United States. It is my greatest honor and privilege to have been your president. We will be back in some form. We are still deeply divided. Public health experts warned this was coming unless more was done. And here we are now. Are you proud of what happened here today? Absolutely. Never before in American history has there been an uprising like this. Of the 75 million Americans who voted for Donald Trump, I don't know how many today are feeling, dear God, what was I thinking? But I would wager a lot more are thinking, let's carry on this fight. Character matters. It matters. Tell them the truth matters. The 21st century is going to be the American century. Because we lead not only by the example of our power, but by the power of our example. That is the history of the journey of America. High profile personalities voicing their vaccination scepticism has earned more column inches and airtime than ever before this week. But what does it all mean in terms of America's rising case numbers and deaths? This week, CNN's Dr. Sanjay Gupta entered what he called the lion's den of Joe Rogan's podcast to try to communicate with people like Joe that think that even though they are healthy and will probably be able to cope with getting COVID, that doesn't mean you should avoid getting a dose. At the same time, maybe the most high profile athlete to refuse the vaccine, Brooklyn Nets point guard Kyrie Irving, was informed that he would not receive his $180 million contract extension. Meanwhile, Texas Governor Greg Abbott's ban on COVID-19 vaccine mandates will likely be superseded by Biden's administration's plan to require shots for workers. But these dueling rules could take months to sort out in the courts, creating massive amount of uncertainty for the workers and the businesses in the state. Well, here to walk us through what all this means and where it ends up is our Irishman in America correspondent, Sunday Business Post columnist, my friend and yours, Marion McKeown. Thank God you're here, Marion. <laughs> Do you know, John, just when you were setting it out the stall there with such accuracy, it almost makes you want to go and lie down in the dark room, doesn't it? You just go, oh, yeah. God. Well, I, when, I actually, when, you know, I actually talk about this. I'm so delighted to hear you say that because I say that there's four types of conspiracy theorists. There's the people that think it's all rigged. They're all evil. There's those that think that some of them are evil. There's those that think, no, none of them are evil, but they become corrupted when they get in there. And then there is me, the category I fall into, which is the more news I read, the more I want to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, the more I just want to go, oh God, turn it off. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, of course, I th it's somewhere that the, the, probably the healthy scepticism is really good. You know, it, it really is. And I, I think that you need that. But then I think what we have in America and, and just the categories that I see, you take tech, Okay, now, Texas is to me the prime example of the politicization of COVID because you see what we have in America that is unique and no other country has it that I can see is that you have red as in Republican hmm. vaccination bad blue as in Democrat vaccination good. So it'd be like if you had in Ireland, Philip Palmer saying, don't get 
vaccinated, don't get vaccinated, it'll kill you. And Fiona Gale were going, no, do get vaccinated. If you don't get it, it'll kill you. You know, and like, if you can imagine if you had Leo Varadkar and Micheál Martin giving diametrically opposing messages, people in Ireland would be scratching their heads. And I think we take it for granted somewhat in Europe that there is a more rational approach that things like public health, because public health is seen as a right, uh, let's not forget in Ireland and in Europe, uh, that public health is about prevention. In America, America Health is a for-profit business. Mm. So there's not much business in preventing illness in America. And I think that's one of the things that we do need to see is that, I say that's two factors, not one. One is that America is a multi-trillion dollar health business. There's a multi-trillion dollar health business. You know, your doctors, your insurance company doesn't want you going to hospital, but your doctors do because hospitals for America have to make, in America, have to make a profit. And then, as I said, you have along with this bizarre for-profit system that I've been there for so long, I still find it absolutely appalling. But then you also have politicians who see COVID as a way of scoring points, of getting votes. And if you shore up prejudices that actually already exist, like Greg Abbott, what, you know, so Texas to me is fascinating because I think I said to you last week, I've just spent some time there and it's always a really politically interesting state. What's going on there with COVID? Uh, Greg Abbott brought in this new sort of nonsensical, because exactly as he pointed out, Charlotte, uh, things saying that nobody basically, there, there will be no mandates in Texas. So he's doing the over my dead body. You mm. know, there'll be no mandates in Texas for vaccines. It's actually nonsense because if the federal mandate that Joe Biden has brought in, where any company with more than 100 people the employees have to be vaccinated or they have to have a weekly COVID test, which, you know what, in my view, isn't enough, because if you come up for your weekly test and you've had COVID for four or five or six days before that, you've probably infected other people at that stage. You know, you, you've certainly done probably a certain amount of damage and also to yourself, you know, you because so I think, OK, that's not bad, but it's not ideal. Now, if Greg Abbott uh, ends up in the Supreme Court, with the against the White House, you know, even with the, the panel that's there at the moment, it's very unlikely that he will win. The reason he's doing this and the only reason he's doing this is because he is very likely he's running to become governor again next year in 2022. He wants to keep the White House open as an option for him. And he knows that if he isn't in the Trump MAGA right wing vaccine skeptic, COVID skeptic group, that he's not going Going to win that he could get a primary challenge from somebody in Texas, a Texas Republican to his right. Now, Donald Trump has already made it clear that he's not as happy with Abbott, who was a total sycophant to, to Trump as, as he used to be. And he has made it clear that he would consider supporting somebody, a challenger within the Republican Party to Abbott from, from the far right. And so Abbott is trying to keep Trump happy. This is still more or less for an audience of one, because if Trump Trump endorses a challenger, as I say, from within the Republican Party, who's more extreme than Abbott, may seem hard to imagine, but believe me, it's Texas, they'll find someone, then he's afraid that his, he's going to lose his political power, he's going to lose his political position. And that, 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 that. so he is willing 
Now, at the moment in Texas, there's somewhere between 230 and 250 people dying every day from COVID, every day. Those numbers have come down, but you you have in Texas a situation where you've got 29 million people. About 16 million have received at least, about 18 million have received at least one vaccine shot. Somewhere around 16 million have been fully vaccinated. That leaves 13, we'll say between 10 and 13 million who have not been vaccinated at all in a state that has big cities like Dallas, Dallas, El Paso, Houston, Austin, you know, where there are large numbers of people, where there are border towns, where, you know, with large numbers of people, where the, the, the vaccine numbers were the highest in the states just a couple of weeks ago. Now, Greg Abbott sees all that. He's not a stupid man, but he sees more importantly is his race next year and he wants to win that. And he figures that if he's a COVID skeptic, if he's a vaccine skeptic, that will get him more votes. And if he says, you know what, guys, get vaccinated because Texas is full of Joe Rogan listeners <laughs> and fans. Yeah. And let's get to Joe, because when we widen the lens a little bit on this, we realize that it isn't just a, you know, a Texas thing. And, you know, while as shocking as that is to hear how politicized it's all become, I don't think it'll be a huge surprise to people. I read in The Economist magazine, or as we used to call it, the debater's handbook, that <laughs> Americans continue, Americans continuing skepticism of COVID-19 vaccine now makes it an outlier among other rich Western countries. And this is worth listening to. A survey conducted between August 24th and the 30th by Morning Consult, which is appears to be an American pollster, found that 28% of Americans say they do not plan to get vaccinated or are unsure whether they will do so. That's more than double the average for 15 country surveys. Only Russians are less enthusiastic. Now, what do you put that down to? Aside from politics, like, is this like what? I'm just interested to hear what you put that down to. As I said, I, religion, but religion and politics and culture are so inextricably linked in America. You know, th there is a, a sort of a religious thing that God will protect us. And, you, you know, you have to remember one in every four Americans regards themselves as an evangelical Christian, you know, that they would be regard themselves as extreme sure. Christians, basically. And that, that they that, that has so to be a chunk of them. Problem. Yeah. That's a chunk of change already. I mean, that's probably a lot of your of your percentage uh, from what you just quoted there. But then you've also got, as I said, the MAGA boys, the MAGA bros, and that even though Trump sort of walked his position back a little bit, but then you may remember when he was in, oh God, was it Georgia or was it, it was one of the the, the Bible Belt states anyway, I think um, Alabama, uh, where he said, oh, you know, maybe get the vaccine and the crowd boot. And then he went, oh, oh yeah, yeah, freedom's more important freedom is more important. You've also got this thing in America, which ties into the Second Amendment and where the where certain Americans will just wrap themselves around the Constitution and then wrap themselves on the Constitution with the flag. And they'll say, it's my right as an American. Freedom, freedom, freedom. Now, you know, it is the old saying, which I think Sanjay Gupta said in his his um, interview with, with Joe Rogan, that basically your freedom, you know, to, to use your fist ends where my nose begins, and I'm paraphrasing, you know, freedoms are not absolute. Other Americans also have the freedom not to be infected by people who refuse to get COVID. Vulnerable Americans 
Americans who can't get the vaccine have the right to not be infected by people who, who just are refusing to get it for, for whatever reason. American children with with really serious conditions who can't get vaccinated at the moment, who are under 12 and under five, they deserve the right not to be sickened and possibly killed by adults who are just going, well, I'm not getting it because I'm a Republican and I'm not doing what Joe Biden says. So I think you have here, as I said, you have the American health system, which isn't really an effective health system, which has never focused on prevention. As I say, prevention has never, I remember when Obama introduced Obamacare first, and he said, you know, they were introducing prevention, like eat healthy, little bit of exercise, nothing radical, you know, nothing. And America was up at arms and it was like, we have the right to have heart attacks if we want. You know, I mean, there's this bizarre belligerence that I have the right to screw myself up seven ways from Sunday if I want, and you're not going to stop me. And I think so there is this that they, there's never been a culture of preventative medicine in America. American, the American public health care system is abysmal. And in Texas, just to refer it's worse than almost anywhere else in America. So you have this weird, as I say, for-profit mentality about healthcare. You've got the evangelicals, one in four, a quarter of all Americans. So you do the math, that's 80 million Americans are evangelical. So, you know, there, there, there's just there, there's that subset of the vaccine skeptics and resistors almost in one. And then, as I said, you have the deep red Republicans who will not get vaccinated just because Joe Biden is telling them to do it. So there you have it. That's your taste of the Irishman in America for this week with Marion McKeown. Come on over and hear the rest of the conversation by becoming a member at patreon.com forward slash Irishman abroad and enjoy all these conversations in full, including our feature interview every Sunday and our back catalogue of nearly eight years of interviews at patreon.com forward slash Irishman abroad. Ready? You have the cameras rolling? This is America. A lot of people who would probably consider themselves liberal have done very well financially under the Donald Trump four years. You encouraged espionage against our people. You condemn any interference by Russia in the American election. By Russia or anybody else. Russia, please, if you can, get us Hillary Clinton's emails. Please, Russia, please. To renew America, we must revitalize our democracy.